guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Day Arsenio Buck Show. And today, man, we're getting into the, oh, the 10 steps to develop your powers. Guys, we're getting into the latter stages of this uh, book. And you know what? I'm going to hurry up and set up a disclaimer. I, in no way, um, in shape or form, endorse the things that Robert Kiyosaki is saying on his Twitter. Man, I've been seeing that that guy is going crazy ape shit. Okay, so again, I'm talking about the book. I'm not talking about the human being in general. Guys, it's the general idea in which I am trying to take away from this specific book, not the crazy ass man that had written the book. Okay, so let's just put that disclaimer out there so y'all don't go tripping saying, oh my God, I've been seeing this mother. He's been talking a lot of shit. I know he's been talking a lot of shit, but nonetheless, man, this book is golden. So let's get into this, man. Number one, you need to find a reason greater than reality the power of spirit. Robert Kiyosaki said if you ask most people if they would like to be rich or financially free, they would say yes. But then reality sets in. The road seems too long with too many hills to climb. It's easier to just work for money and hand the excess over to your broker. It's easy, right? I mean, you don't have to do any research. You don't have to do anything. Think about it. If you look at Olympian, uh, Olympic athletes, and a lot of the, and, and this is what Mira taught me. She said, just like Mahatma Gandhi, we think one thing, we say another thing, and we do something totally different. We are not congruent whatsoever. This is why when I went through that whole transformation, because there was so much inner conflict that's happening within us, this is why we have such difficulty in making decisions and acting upon which we want See, like an Olympic athlete. I want to become a, uh, an Olympic athlete. But their actions aren't proving it. They're going out partying. They're going out drinking. So many people are like, oh, I want to be like Michael Joy. I want to be like Kevin Durant. Yet you're playing fucking games all day. See, this is the greatest moment for people such as like LeBron James, such as Cristiano Ronaldo. Because when people aren't watching, this is when they turn it up. Because they have sickening work ethic. All Netflix series and all these things have been completely canceled over the last probably a couple, what is it, over the last month and a half because, of course, the fears of the, you know, the COVID and everything. So what are these actors doing? Are they just staying home doing nothing? Well, if you look at the likes of Kevin Hart, it looks like he's doing just absolutely nothing, you know, but other people who have developed that habitual state where they're just constantly doing, doing and doing and doing just like myself. This is a person who's congruent. So, it's kind of like a reason or a purpose. It's like a combination of wants and don't wants. When people used to ask Robert Kiyosaki what his reason for wanting to be rich was, he would always tell them that it's a combination of deep emotional wants and don't wants. But you know what? He said, I will list a few. First, the don't wants, for they create wants. It's a little confusing, right? So let me give you a little quote. It says, I don't work all my life. I don't work what my parents aspired for, which was job security and a house in the suburbs. I don't like being an employee. I hated that my dad always missed my football games because he was so busy working on his career. This is what he said in his book. Think about it. You don't want to be that person, right? 
And this is why when I look back at Eric Thomas and his team, you know, you got uh, Jamal King. He's like the real estate guru out there in America. And, you know, he's helping like the African-American community. You got Carl, who's doing great things. And, of course, you got CJ, who does great things. Tiffany, who's a phenomenal speaker. You know, they're home with their kids right now. And this is one of the most, it could be vulnerable or stressful times. The people who are reactive and the people who are saying, I don't know what to do with my kids and this and that. What are you talking about? This is the moment where you build everything. No more excuses. You're not going to be able to look back and say, damn, my kid joined a gang. It's because those people were loving on him more than you were loving on them or him or her. You see what I mean? So I don't strive for job security because there's no such thing as job security. That's like a false premise. Look what the fuck is going on in America right now. 16 million have applied for unemployment benefits over this last month. Austria, half unemployed. In Thailand, it was three and there could be upwards to 10 million out of jobs. Now, this is only for the month of, obviously, um, April because I do believe things are going to start back up and people will go back to work. But a lot of people lost jobs all around the world. A lot of people are not eating tonight. I was having a conversation with the amazing Deepta, who I'm going to be doing a wonderful The Arsenio Buck Foundation with, uh, a nice little, um, what is it, a podcast with. And we were talking. I said, Deepta, you know, you being a consultant out there in Cambodia from Chennai, India, looking at what's happening out there in India and people. She, I said, how much do you think that COVID is probably, you know, how much do you think COVID's going to push back the entire population in terms of job security? She said, there could be more than 75% of the population which will be poverty, in poverty. I said, you know what, both you and I being in our current situations and whatnot, do you think we're like, what, what percent do you think we are? She's like, you, uh, we're the top 1% right now in the world. I said, my goodness. I said, some people are taking shit for granted. Right now, you got ears and you're listening to this. You had that ability. That job security... People are still not going to wake up. People such as my family, when this is all dust and settle, just like what happened in 2009, mom, you were laid off by the same bitch you work for right now. She possibly laid you off again. You're not learning the fucking lesson and people will not learn the lesson. This is the time to learn the lesson. But people aren't. And this is why I tell you guys, if you do not have a strong reason to why i'm talking about the purpose and think about it there are going to be a lot of there's going to be grudge matches in life i believe me you know before the whole transformational program i did with mir butler you know i was like damn man this is going to be one of the most difficult times no arsenio no you have the ability right now you have multiple streams of income but I can tell you right now, your actions are not you, what you're thinking right now and say man i know i could do this and do that your actions aren't adding up wasn't until that transformational program where I said, you know what? Okay, let me make this free. Let me move a couple of things around. Holy shit. I got 2,500 students now. Holy shit. People are contacting me from all around the world to become. There was a guy from Uzbekistan said, man, I would love for you to mentor me. I said, oh my God. Things are really starting to happen now. And you know why? Because my purpose, my vision, my why, nothing changes. I'm still executing the plan. It doesn't matter. That's your number one. You got to figure out that power of spirit. What is the reason to build in a greater reality? Because guess what? All that job security and what motherfuckers had told you in these universities, it's all a bunch of bullshit now, isn't it? 
So what you need to do now as a follow-up and for this number two is to make daily choices, the power of choice. Now, going back to that number one very quickly, there was a guy who I saw standing in line with a couple of, you, you know, looked like fuckboys. Not so much of a fuckboy, but they looked like, uh, like uh, what is it, teacher tourists, sex tourists. Well, no, nah, I wouldn't say sex tourists, but they looked like, you know, backpacking tourists, right? So they were in line at the uh, Thai embassy in Vientiane, Lao. And, you know, I see them, and one of them's holding a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. This is the same time that I met that mega gorgeous Brazilian girl. I think she's still following me on Instagram. It's crazy. She's a Brazilian model. She is definitely one of the most... You know what's so funny about that? Real quick. This was, what, two years ago, right? Yeah, two years ago. And I remember this guy from Israel. He was talking to her, and I'm like, dude, this guy's personality ain't shit. And then I'm like, okay, Arsenio, how are you going to do this? You're going to throw a gambit at her? Okay, throw a gambit and see if she bites it. And I said, hey, excuse me, you're from Brazil? She said, yeah. I said, where is Belo Horizonte? She said, oh, that's over here. And I said, where's Minas And She said, it's over here. I said, that's interesting because I have an ESL podcast. And because you're from Brazil, you know, I'm very interested in Brazilians now because a lot of people listen to me. Boom, got her. Oh, my God, you do a podcast. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. We became friends. Now, of course, she's getting married now, which is, you know, big shout out to her and everything. But, again, in that line, that's the same day where I saw this guy. And that guy, his mindset changed over the course of a day because after he got his visa, I saw him walking out with his buddy. He's like, listen, I don't want to work for the rest of my life. I heard that while he was holding the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Although that's not so much of a, you know, I don't think that's like an an amazing book because there are some things that I'm completely opposed to. But nonetheless, it just seemed like there was a big shift in his mentality and his mental over the course of 24 hours. See, guys, going back to now number two, the power of choice and how important it is. You know, like Robert Kiyosaki said, there was that specific girl interview or whatever you want to call her. And she was giving him an interview and she was asking him questions. And he said, you know what? You're a phenomenal writer. I'm great at sales. She's like, I'll never stoop that low. Salespeople are this and they're this and they're this and they're that. Those are the people who always make excuses because those same people are probably completely out of a job right now. Just letting you guys, just, I'm just telling the truth. So a lot of people, you would say right now, okay, the power of choice, how can I do this? Well, obviously, you know, the whole crazy thing with them, you know, going through uh, the program with mirror and rewiring your subconscious mind, that's a phenomenal thing. But if you guys are looking for something more free, uh, you know, you're going to have to create habit. And so, how can you do this? Well, what do I do, Arsenio? Well, Robert Kiyosaki went to seminars. Obviously, that's completely out of the picture now. But he said, you have to invest in you. Robert Kiyosaki said at one point, he was watching a guy on TV who was advertising a three-day seminar on how to buy real estate for nothing down. So, what Robert Kiyosaki did, he said he spent $385 on that course that was on TV back in 1973. And that course made him $2 million. Just saying. If not more. But more importantly, it bought him life. Why? Because he didn't want to have to work for the rest of his life. And that one course, he goes to at least two courses every year and has been for the last, what, 50, what, almost, fit what, 47 years. Pretty amazing, huh? You got to invest in you. 
So, okay, a lot of you are like, okay, well, I don't want to do all that. I, you know, okay, of course not, because no one can go to fucking workshops or seminars right now. So what you could do, audiobooks. You know, Robert Kiyosaki said he would listen to an investor, okay? Now, at that time, he said he completely disagreed with this particular investor. He was arrogant, he was critical, kind of like Grant Cardone. Exactly fits the profile of Grant Cardone. And he said he would listen to a five-minute stretch at least 20 times, maybe more. But by keeping his mind open in that five-minute stretch, he understood why he was saying what he was said or what he perceived to be arrogant and critical. And then guess what? That person ended up being one of the greatest investors of our time. And unfortunately, uh, it ended up being Donald Trump. Yeah, kind of weird, right? <laughs> I would never put him in an extraordinary category at all, an extraordinary fucked up category. But nonetheless, this guy, would he would listen to things over and over and over. See, now, I'm not into real estate. Of course, I'm not going to buy real estate out here or in America because, well, I don't live in America and I have no reason to go back there for at least two more years uh, just to even visit, obviously, because the crazy things that are happening out there. Um... But right now, you're in fucking quarantine, okay? And it's not going to change for a very long time. So, audiobooks. You want me to give you something? Okay, scribd.com, scribd. You guys are like, okay, well, you know, I don't know about audiobooks so much. I don't know what audiobook I should listen to. Okay, I'll give you one right now. Um, it's called Becoming Supernatural, How Common People Are Undoing the Uncommon. Dr. Joe Dispenza, have a pen by your side. I don't want you to just listen to it while you're doing work. No, you got to have a pen and a notepad to take down the most important things because this is what I normally do. That's an audiobook, and that's the book that I'm going to be getting into after the Robert Kiyosaki series. Of course, I'm going to probably be scooting this on over to another platform because I'm not paying $50 a month to host this. That's for goddamn sure. But nonetheless, do you guys get what I'm saying? CDs, books, audiobooks, people are asking questions. What are some of the best books? Well, what is your field of endeavor? You know, is there, is there information that's missing out? And if there's information that's missing out, you need to get that information out there by learning about it and then making either podcasts or blogs or whatever on that specific information. There was a guy that reached out to me, a teacher. Big shout out to my man. He's out there in Morocco. He reached out to me and he was like, hey, you know, I've been interested in Udemy courses. I'm learning a lot because, you know, schools are shut down out here and this and that. So I'm giving him feedback. He's like, oh, I really don't want to show my face if that's possible. Like in terms of videos, I was like, okay, but you still got to develop it. You got to become a phenomenal speaker. Everybody needs this. Like I said in my business English podcast, you know, on the premium podcast, marketing, sales, and communication is what everyone needs to be building right now. Yes, to Think and Grow Rich. Yes, to this. Yes, to that. I'm saying these books very sparingly now and without much of a punch because I needed to go through a course such as what Mira Butler put me through to understand what I could fully become and what I could fully invest myself into. But for those of you who are like, ah, well, uh, you know, I'm not so sure about that. Okay, well, perfectly fine. Then, okay, you got plenty of books out there, which I've already recommended. You got the Napoleon Heels. You could listen to this. If you're not a reader, which a lot of you aren't, you're probably a visual person or you're an audio person. Figure out what representational system you are best at and then go from there. It's very easy. 
And if you're an audio person, you want to wake up and put something on in the morning, you pick up where you left off with the book. And if you are at home right now, dedicate your time. Plan out your date effectively. Okay, from this time I'm going to do this. From this time I'm going to do this. I'm going to explain to you what my routine is. I wake up in the morning. That first hour I'm posting a lot of things. I'm responding to very important inquiries and whatnot. And then I go push myself like an hour or 40 minutes worth of hell in my condominium going up and down, up and down, up and down. A crazy cardio workout, completely drenched. I come back and I try developing that momentum because, of course, I'm out of, you know, the strength and this and I know I need energy. So, of course, hurry up and eat. After I eat, hopefully I got that momentum, like such as what happened this morning. And I'm like, okay, let me bang this out. And I focused on the bigger task instead. I said, you know what? Let me hurry up and re-edit this audio. Okay, push this one out. Okay, let me focus on this specific podcast so I can put this out on the business podcast. Okay, let me hurry up and respond to all these because I'm getting a bunch of new students. Okay, boom. Let me respond to over here, over there. And then I said, okay, I'm getting a little bit tired right now. Let me write my goals list, okay, my goal setting. And then I'm going to go into a one-hour meditation slash sleep. After I wake up, okay, get myself, douse myself with a little bit of coffee because I hate coffee so much. And then, boom, hit it until the evening, which I always have something scheduled. Such as, you know, me creating a course and me getting on a call or me getting, you know, following up or have a little teaching thing or getting on a, you know, a podcast or something, a video podcast with some, uh, some Turkish folks. Do you see what I mean? This is what. I do. That's my routine, of course, right now. That all might change coming up, uh, you know, the next month, depending on what happens. But do you guys get what I'm saying? It's all about developing the routine, developing the habit. I know when I can learn the most, especially around 3, 4, 5 in the afternoon, that's when I'm like, okay, let me put on my Eric Thomas. Okay, let me put on my audiobook. I'm not going to put an audiobook on in the morning unless I am commuting. I had to redo everything because... Again, times have changed. So, guys, in saying that, figure out, okay, are you an audio person? Are you a visual person? Are you a written person? Start figuring these things out and start planning out your day. And then that's when you start gaining that momentum. So, guys, stay tuned for Lessons 3 through 4. I'm your host, as always, over and out.